0: hello everyone from the beautiful island of Maui Hawaii USA I want to greet you with a warm aloha I hope this devotional meditation finds you good and well as I share with you the gospel of grace that gives you eternal hope as you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ may you be enlightened with new insights for living As the Spirit of God reveals His passion for humankind to be saved, that is, that no one should perish, but all will come to repentance. Our devotional meditation is found in the book of Matthew, in chapter 1 and verses 18 to 25. And I will read to you the following verses Matthew chapter 1. Verses 18 to 25. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus for He will save His people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through His prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call Him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. My family and I enjoy watching movies about Christmas because they are not violent but promote strong moral values. It is good to watch a 30-minute episode before bedtime. There are many inspiring lessons of life, that one can learn from them. But in all these movies, however, I have noticed that they have one thing in common. They have the same main character all throughout, with his Santa Claus. He is always there being portrayed as a gracious and very loving father and grandfather to all, especially among children. He is being portrayed as a man with a mission, during Christmas to help save humankind. In other words, Santa Claus is identified with Christmas. As if without him, Christmas is meaningless. No wonder, Santa Claus is found anywhere during Christmas season in different forms and in various missions. But what is unusual is that seldom... You see Jesus Christ lying in a manger with His mother Mary and Father Joseph, with the shepherds and animals around Him in a lowly stable. Seldom do you see the portrayal of a throng of angels in the sky announcing the birth of the Messiah. Instead, it is more prominent to see Mr. Snowman and the reindeers is laying around in the snow. For men in the business world, it is time for business opportunities to boom and to gain more profit. And for some others, it is just a plain wonderful holiday to celebrate with family and friends and co workers without Jesus Christ. For our lesson today, I want to look at the life of Joseph. The adoptive father of Jesus, who is well known as the silent saint. What is there we can learn from this poor carpenter, whose role in the birth of the Savior is so important that we often overlook? Joseph is from an insignificant village called Nazareth in Galilee. Luke chapter 2, verse 4. In chapter four, verses sixteen and twenty-two, it is not even mentioned in the Old Testament. Nazareth in Galilee is isolated; that even the Jewish historian Josephus did not include it in his list as one among those villages in Galilee suppressed by the Romans during the Jewish revolt of A.D. sixty-six to seventy-two. Generally, they have a bad reputation, considering the initial reaction of Nathanael when he learned of Jesus of Nazareth, and he asked this question: Can anything good come out of Nazareth? John chapter one verse forty-six. Accordingly, life in Galilee was hard in the first century A.D mostly inhabitants rely on subsistence level of farming or day laborers employed by the Roman king Herod Antipas on major construction projects, such as building roads and construction of public buildings. There is nothing special about the social standing of Joseph except that he is known as a carpenter. Matthew chapter 13 Verse fifty five After the incident mentioned in Luke chapter four verses forty one to fifty, when Jesus was twelve years old, we could no longer read about him. According to our fine scholar Ronald Youngblood, Joseph would have been dead by then. We can only presume that Joseph did not receive any formal education and could not read and write with proficiency. His association with Jesus is the only reason why his name is widely known today. Otherwise, he would have been lost to the annals of history. But despite his humble life, Joseph stood out among his contemporaries. He was a descendant of King David, Matthew 1, One to sixteen, and therefore, a member of the Israel's royal line, and this is why Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem to register for the Roman tax census, and you can read this in Matthew chapter two, verse one, and Luke chapter two, verses one to four. And Joseph was also a faithful person regarding his religion. Now, regarding the ancient custom of Jewish marriage, it is their practice that marriages are arranged between parents, and this is possible when the girl has reached the age between 12 and 13. But during engagement, they cannot yet live together, although they are already considered as husband and wife. They must wait a year later to formalize their union As a married couple, until then, they can have sexual contact. But during the engagement, the man has the legal right over the girl. He can divorce her if the latter is found guilty of committing adultery. One can only imagine how Joseph felt upon learning of the pregnancy of his fiancée. There could have been no way for him to believe whatever the explanation is, much even worse by claiming to be the work of the Holy Spirit. It must be mind-boggling. His faithfulness to his religion could have caused him to demand justice by applying the law of Moses. According to the law of Moses, it has been written that if a man commits adultery with another man's wife, with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress are to be put to death. Leviticus chapter twenty, verse ten. Or, if a man is found sleeping with another man's wife, both the man who slept with her and the woman must die. You must purge the evil from Israel. Deuteronomy chapter twenty-two, verse twenty-two. But. His love and compassion for Mary prevailed over his religion. To avoid embarrassment, he carefully planned to divorce her quietly. It was hard for Joseph to decide because while he was faithful to the love of Moses, he was also merciful at the same time to Mary. But while he was contemplating to divorce Mary quietly, God Intervened through a dream. There could have been many men in the lineage of David that could be the adopted parents of Jesus, but Joseph was singled out because of his remarkable compassion and incomparable faith. His unique character set him apart to raise and protect Jesus from his birth and early childhood. In the Bible, there are only few men where God made known to them His plans through dreams. One among them is Abraham. In a dream, God promised to him by saying, Your fourth generation will come back here, that is in Canaan. You can find this in Genesis 15, 12-16. Jacob is another example. In a dream, God told him, I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Genesis 28, verses 10 to 15. Added to the list of dreamers is Joseph. He dreamt about the sheaves, the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowing down to him. Genesis 37, verses 5 to 9. And then King Solomon. In his dream, the Lord told him, ask whatever you want first kings chapter 3 verse 5 and finally daniel who dreamt about the four beasts coming out of the sea and the ancient of days seated on his throne daniel chapter 7 verses 1 through 27 joseph had nothing in his life to be counted and numbered with his few selected men of god in the bible but because of his faithfulness, he was called by God to become the father of the baby Jesus, to care and to protect him and his mother Mary. And not only that, in his dream he was told by the angel of God to name the child as Jesus, which is the Greek version of the common Hebrew name Yeshua, a certain form of Joshua meaning Yahweh is salvation. In other words, the name Jesus means Jehovah is salvation or Jehovah the Savior. In other words, this child is Jehovah himself coming to earth, veiled that glory in a human body. No wonder Paul in his letter to the Christians in Colossae said this about the Lord Jesus, For in Christ all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form colossians chapter 2 verse 9 jesus has never been called emmanuel but he was called he was always called jesus however he is the ultimate emmanuel when he was born and live among us isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 and you can cross-reference to the book of Matthew, chapter one, verse twenty-three, and John chapter one, verse fourteen. And Jesus promised to continuously be with us if we proclaim the good news of the gospel of grace. He said emphatically, "I am with you always, to the very end of the age." Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verse twenty, in part. Accordingly. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. He never questioned God, and he did not doubt his dream. He did not lose any minute, but immediately, upon waking up, he proceeded with the marriage. He wanted to care for the baby and his mother. But while in that stage of their married life, the Bible is clear that they never had any sexual contact until Jesus was born. After the birth of the child, they had a normal married life. Jesus had at least four brothers and sisters. And the book of Mark recorded this one. He said, then they scoff. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and his sisters live right here among us. And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. You can find this in Mark chapter 6, verse 3, and you can cross-reference Matthew 13, verses 55 to 56. But two of his half-brothers were James and Jude, who eventually became pillars of the church. His call for a special mission goes with great responsibility. And we can see how he faces squarely those obstacles and challenges with wisdom and maturity by trusting God completely. He obeyed God at His word in a dream without reservation. And He saved the child and his mother from the evil plan of Herod the Great. He escaped them to Egypt. And they remained there until the latter's death, Matthew chapter two verses thirteen to fifteen. Immediately, they returned to Israel and settled in Galilee in a town called Nazareth, Matthew two, verses 22 to twenty-three. From thereon, we have no idea what transpired in the life of the family of Joseph, since the Bible is silent during those early years until the child. Was 12 years old. Luke chapter 2, verse 22. But what we can be sure of is that Joseph and Mary reared and nurtured the child Jesus with love and care under God's guidance. No wonder the child grew up healthy and strong, filled with wisdom and God's favor. Luke chapter 2, verse 40. Perhaps Joseph told him the basics of carpentry because that was the only trade he could leave as a legacy to the young boy indeed Jesus was a carpenter that he cherished and valued so dearly but was made as a mackery and a laughing matter from among his townsmates Mark chapter 6 verse 3. Joseph made it a point that Jesus could have something to use as a means for his livelihood when he is grown up. And he did not fail because Jesus was identified with that humble trade. Joseph was a complete success. He was able to accomplish the mission God gave him to fulfill. If you come to think all of this, probably, you would ask how could someone from an obscure and insignificant village, be called by God? There could have been many others that are worthy candidates for such a call, but why Him? The answer is that Joseph is a definition of faithfulness and devotion to God. He is nothing but a humble person with a big faith and a compassionate heart. He might have nothing in this world but he was the perfect choice of God for his eternal plan to be fulfilled. Perhaps God has called you, but you responded with a question, Why? Why me, Lord? Joseph is not exceptional in our standard, considering his status in life, especially his roots. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? But look, When Joseph was called by God, he did what he was asked to do without hesitation. He took God at his word. Today, God is calling every believer for a special mission to be his mouthpiece in this darkened world. Perhaps you are a parent or a child, or an employer or an employee. Or maybe you are retired by now or still active in duty. Or probably, you are married or single, a man or a woman, and the list go on. But nevertheless, whatever your condition or status in life, you have a purpose and a reason for living. You have a role to perform and a mission to accomplish because God has created you for a purpose. You are very special because He has called you in His service. Like Joseph, are you ready and willing to obey the Master? Can you honestly say from your heart that you are willing to respond to His call no matter what the consequence is? God does not wait for someone to become righteous before being called in His service. He does not need you to be righteous, to be qualified. What God needs is the willingness to change his life and submit to his authority by faith in his Son, Jesus Christ. Look at these people whom God has called to accomplish his purpose. Look at their lives before they were called into his service. Not even one of them is worth mentioning. Abraham is a liar. The same with Isaac. He too is a flagrant liar, enriching himself at the expense of his own twin brother Esau. Noah is also known as a drunkard. And how about King David, who is called a man after God's own heart? He is not only an adulterer, but also a murderer. Samson is another man known as a great womanizer. And how about that woman of Jericho named Rahab? who is a well-known prostitute, and Zacchaeus, a self-confessed cheater. And then comes Paul, the persecutor and murderer of the first-century Christian church. And finally Moses, another unworthy candidate for the crime of murder. But look, God called them in His service, and they made a difference. By His grace, Their names are forever remembered and are written in the annals of great faith because of their willingness to make a change. And this is what matters most in the eyes of God, despite their backgrounds. Today God is calling you in His service, and what is your response? And for those who have not yet surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ, God is calling you today. Jesus came into this world to find you in order to bring you back home into His kingdom in heaven. By doing this, He made Himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 Jesus Christ became a man like one of us, born in a lowly manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, on that Christmas Eve. Indeed, this is the reason why we have Christmas to celebrate. It is all about the love of God to you sending Jesus Christ His Son to save you and to give you eternal hope. How manifold is the love of God that Jesus came into this world just because of you? He came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. John chapter 10, verse 10 in part. Christmas reminds you of your salvation, it reminds you of His great love. Why don't you accept Him by faith? Open your heart to Him. God is waiting for you right now. It is my prayer. That you've been blessed today listen to this podcast gospel in the air and be encouraged in your daily walk with jesus gospel in the air is a podcast ministry of cornerstone christian church and we are located in maui hawaii usa our number is 808-463-8859 you can also visit our website at www.cornerstonemaui.org this is your host, Brother Danny Marantan banggo saying, Keep punching the good fight of faith. Mahalo.